Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five. Tell them that you are in the right place at the right time. Oh, I said give somebody a high five. Tell them you are in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter number 10. And we're going to read from verse 5 to 10. Romans chapter number 10, verses 5 through to 10. Hallelujah. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. That the man who does those things shall live by them. Somebody had just taken my thing out. Okay, it's come back on. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. Amen? Amen. That is to bring Christ down from above. Next verse. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles again with me to the book of Mark. Mark chapter number 11. Mark chapter number 11. We are going to read from verse 22 through to 25. From verse 22 to 25. So, Jesus answered and said, have faith. He said to them, have faith in God. Hallelujah. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have faith. Whatever he says. Therefore I say to you. Whatever things you ask. When you pray. Believe that you have. You receive them. And you will have them. And whenever you stand praying. If you have anything against anyone. Forgive him. That your father in heaven. May also forgive you. Your trespasses. I only read verse 25 because that is the one impediment that will impede that prayer of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, this is just a bonus track on the CD. But the prayer of faith is always impeded by unforgiveness. So try. That is why I just read that 25. 25 is not part of what I'm saying. Hallelujah. But we put an equation uh, up last week. I am continuing with the subject, how to turn your faith loose. Hallelujah. How to turn your faith loose. I said to you that Christians today, 
we are interested in fruits of salvation. We are interested in the blessings that God gives us. We are not interested in the roots or the process through which the blessings come. But I, I would rather you, 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 you get versed in the process. You get adept in the process because if the roots are deep and the roots are alive and the soil is good, fruits will surely come. Are you with me? So don't worry about fruits. Don't worry about blessings. That is why he said in his word, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and every other thing will be added. And he went on to say that, listen, the things that you are looking for, the Gentiles are looking for the same thing. But you, don't worry about the Gentiles. You seek, don't worry about those things. Seek the kingdom of God. Get on with getting deep in the roots. Because when you are deep in the roots and your roots are functioning, you will bring forth fruits. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So my question, have you got it? Okay, how to activate your faith? It's a mathematical equation, very simple. Right thinking, somebody say right thinking. Plus right believing. Plus right confession. Equals activated faith. I, I'm happy I have Glennis yes, because she, she is a mathematician. So she can help us. Help us in. Is this a, is this a good uh, equation? So right thinking plus right believing plus right confession equals activated faith. Glennis, if I did right thinking and maybe right confession, would that lead to activated faith? Why? We have a missing component in the, in the equation. And, and, and please, what, what subject do you do again? What, what, what course are you? Shh, shh, shh. Huh? Actuarial, actuarial mathematics. Actuarial mathematics. Okay. For some of us, we couldn't even pass GCSE maths, <laughs> let alone actuarial. <laughs> it, 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 it means mathematics in actual fact. <laughs> Analysis of, of maths. Okay, so it's more basically statistics. A lot of statistics. Okay. You, you, you see my Wednesday church is coming. But, but Sunday you ain't here. <laughs> All right. It was, I had to, I had to prod and push you before you came. Okay, okay. All right. Don't, don't, don't let the Sunday people intimidate you. When you come to church, let the Wednesday people intimidate the Sunday people. That is the right equation. Not the, the cold people are intimidating you. No, 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 no. You can spoil my preaching. That's all right. I, I'm not nervous at all when you, when you shout. Hallelujah. So we started talking about right thinking. And I said to you that right thinking is a product of our background. It's a product of where we were brought up. It's a product of uh, our culture. It's a product of our histronics. Hallelujah. Do you know what histronics mean? 
It means history. I was just trying to use big words to confuse you, but it means the same thing. Hallelujah. So, so you, you realize that if you have a certain history, you have a certain mindset. For instance, the, the, the mindset of slavery makes people want to become militant. Make people always feel like you are, you are trying to cheat me, so I have to fight. Because they came from a lineage of people that were oppressed. I'll just give you an example. Are you with me? So anytime you see somebody who has come from that bragger of oppression, they always have this militant attitude. They always want to fight. Sometimes even when they are talking, you think they are about to fight. When they are cracking jokes, it looks like fighting. And their mindset is always like, you want to cheat me, you want to cheat me, you want to cheat me. I won't allow you to cheat me. I won't allow you to cheat me. That is because of their background. Am I making sense? So you see that your, 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 your history has a way of, of affecting your thinking. Are you with me? For instance, somebody who has been uh, violated, who has been violated as a, a young child, you know, when they are growing, it gets to, their thinking is some way. They have to deal with it or else they take their thinking into any relationship they're going into marriage, they, they always, you are cheating me, you are cheating me, what are you doing, you want to cheat me, you want to, you want to uh, uh, take advantage of me, then you see them rather doing what they suffered. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? It's because of the way their, mind, their minds are wired. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, right, uh, your, your thinking can be affected by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. He says that, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Amen. A measure of faith has affecting your thought pattern. Amen. I think you should, you should your, your um, antennas are jamming on each other, so separate them. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time because I want you to understand. Amen. Your thinking has to change. Amen. In, in, in uh, uh, Romans 12, he says that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which means that when your mind changes, your behavior will change. Right. And when your behavior changes, what your world will change. Hallelujah. Everything about you will change when your mind changes. Amen. And that is the, the, the reason for preaching. The main reason for preaching is to affect your thinking. Wow. Am I making sense? All that, all that I'm trying to do is to make you think as God wants us to think. Because the world thinks in a certain way. And we are products of the world. So we have that same thing, uh, thought pattern that the world has. Which is contrary to the word of God. So my job and my uh, uh, aim 
is to get you to stop thinking the way you've, you've been thinking all this while because of where you have come from, because of your history, your background, and everything, and think along the ways of the Lord. The Bible says that the natural man receives nothing from God in that his, he is spiritually discerned. So that spiritual things are foolish to the natural mind. Are you, are you with me? And, and, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 that God has taken the foolish things of this world. I think it's 27 or 28. God has taken the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So God has decided to use things that look foolish in our world system to confound and confuse those who think they are strong or wise. Am I making sense? So my job is to get you to think correctly. Are you with me? You know, when I preach and I'm shouting and everything, I excite your emotions. But I'm not necessarily changing your thinking. But when I teach, I'm getting you to think differently. For instance, how does, does one become a doctor? They sat soberly and they heard somebody talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and reading and talking and reading and talking. It changed something and it changed them. And they became doctors or astronauts or pilots or whatever. Are you with me? Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so, so you see, when, when, when the word of God is coming and it feels, it doesn't feel like shouting and you know, emotionally exciting, it doesn't mean that it's not powerful. Affecting the mind. It's actually affecting and changing you. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you if you stay here for 24 months, two, three, four years, just sit soberly and let the word get in. It will change you. Am I making sense? Hallelujah. So my, my job is to get you to think correctly because there's right thinking and there is wrong thinking. Amen. Right thinking. Someone say right thinking and wrong thinking. Yes, it wasn't last week I was talking about examples of wrong thinking. And I gave you a lot of funny examples of, uh, you know, like developing countries and the people come from developing, how they think. Are you with me? But today I want us to be serious. So, (laughs) I want us to be serious and understand that wrong thinking sometimes occurs because of sin. I know it sounds a bit. As relates to human makeup in general, probably the most devastating effect sin has on mankind is what sin has done to our thinking. Sin makes us think contrary to what God wants, what God says. If we look at the first sin that happened in the garden, it started this way. The serpent went to Eve and said to Eve, has God commanded you not to eat of all the fruits in the garden? And she said, no. Only this one. You know, 
Satan knew that it was only this one. But he started from the place. Do, do you get it? Because he was trying to get the, the Eve to think in a certain way. Which was contrary to the commandment that had been given. And then he goes on to say that God knows that the day you eat of this fruit, you are going to be as wise as he, God, is. To be able to rightly divide between good and evil. And then the woman saw the fruit, that it was good for food. One that will make you wise, like God. Are you getting it? And, and, and so you realize that even as a Christian, when you, you sin, immediately the things you believed in and you had so much faith in, now you, you, you become averse to it. How many know what I'm saying? You become resistant to it. You become uh, a, certain, a certain way because sin has a way of affecting your mindset. Hello? Are you with me? So, so you, you, you have to make sure that you don't allow, like I said to you last week, your mind is like a corridor. And a corridor, you have visitors, both wanted and unwanted, passing through. They walk through the corridor, isn't it? Everybody and anybody is allowed to walk on the corridor because they haven't entered any room. For instance, if you go to a hotel, a, a hotel, there's a long corridor and there are so many rooms on both sides. So long as you are walking on the corridor, nobody's going to have an issue with you. But if you turn to the left or to the right and you enter into somebody's room, if you are not welcome, then they have a problem with you. In the same way, evil thoughts and good thoughts are on the corridor of your mind. Up and down. But you must determine which one you allow in. Which one you focus on. Which one you don't allow to linger around. Because when it lingers, it has a way of entering in. As soon as they get a chance. Hello? So, uh, uh, Philippians. Is it Philippians uh, 4, um, 19 or 8? Philippians 4, 8. He says, for whatsoever things are pure, for whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Finally, brethren, go, no, start again. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things. Which means that the writer is telling us that we have a decision or we have a choice of good thinking and wrong thinking, bad thinking or right thinking. That is your will. It's your free will. God is never going to come and impose your thinking on you. Amen. But the advice is that think on pure things. Think on right things. Think on lovely things. Think on, on uh, 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 things that are true. Things that are good. 
Amen. Because your mindset is very important. Amen. It's part of the equation to activating your faith. Amen. We all have faith. I think I started that, that some weeks ago. That we all have faith. That's all the faith we all have. But we are talking about activating your faith in godly things. Because most of us, our faith is on wrong things. For instance, we believe more in Satan than we believe in God. Um, I don't know whether you agree with what I'm saying. Hello? We spend more of our time on Satan than we spend on God. You are preaching, Pastor. We we, we think more about things that Satan can do and will do. And unfortunately, that has entered the church so that the preaching now is more about what Satan is doing than what God is doing. Um, I don't know whether you're okay with what I'm saying. You see, but I don't want to focus on what what, uh, Satan is doing. Because really, we are all running. We are all under fire. We all have uh, Satan chasing us. So why should we focus on him? Is it it, uh, geography that says that the world is moving at a certain rate? Isn't it? So even as we are standing, we are moving. <laughs> whether you are sleepy or not, whether you feel it or not, you are moving. The world is, evo- is, re- is revolving around the sun. Or t- so the sun is revolving around the world. Whatever. Okay. You see, I, I have intellectual people in, in, in my church, so I don't worry about intellectual stuff. <laughs> It's rotating and it's revolving and rotating. It's moving. So whether we are standing or not, we are moving. When we are lying down, we are moving. Are you okay with me? So as for the moving, we are moving. So so listen, don't worry about the witch. Don't worry about the wizard in your father's house, your mother's house. Do they, do they exist? Yes. Uh, can they do whatever they say they can do? Yes. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why don't we focus more on the solution than the problem? That's what the problem, really, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean much. Because when you move from one problem, you're going to the next problem. In fact, the last problem is the problem that you die with. Uh, I don't know whether... <laughs> I don't know whether... <laughs> You see, I get surprised when people are always, always focusing on their problem, problem, problem. Listen, if you say you are going to focus on problems, you will not do anything but till you die. Yeah, you are preaching. Are you are you with me? Yes. Yeah, a lot of people because of fear, because of of their feeling, they can't live. They can't live because of their feeling. They live by feeling. I'm happy. You ask them, why are you happy? They can't tell you why. I'm sad. Why are you sad? They can't tell you. I, 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 I told you, was it last week or the week before, that I, had this, I have this colleague at work who said to me that she will not live to be 60. And, and she, she actually came to work today, not to work. 
because she hasn't been able to work for like two weeks. And she came to work, you know, we, we contributed and bought some flowers for her. So she came to pick the flowers. So as she was, she had a chat with my boss. And my boss says that, you know, you can speak to Chris. He's the vicar. He, maybe he will have something to say to you that will help. So they put her in a room and they came to call me to one side and they said, go and talk to Rachel. And, you know, so I went and then I asked her, so what is the problem? And the long and short is that I don't feel right. Are you getting, I don't feel right. And her whole world has come to a standstill because of her feeling. How many know that feelings come and go? Are you with me? Feelings always come and go. So if, if your world is controlled by your feeling, then, then you haven't started living yet. Uh, I don't know whether you, you understand what I'm saying. Because feelings are not sensible. Uh, I don't know when I'm talking. Uh, the way you are looking at me, it's like my Wednesday church is gone. So I'm confused. Can I, can I preach? In Romans chapter 8, is it 8, uh, uh, 17 or 16, it says that the, they that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Um, Romans, are you in Romans? Have you found it? Romans 8. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are 14. As many as are led by the Spirit. These are the sons of God. So not led by feeling. Are you with me? Because most of the time, feeling is, evolves around thinking. Because the thinking, a multiple of thinkings, is what makes the feeling become funny. You know, like I was saying to my friend, like, can you break into bits what the feelings are and what is bringing the feelings. I can't break them into bits. See, when you get extremely depressed, you can't break the feelings into bits. You can't even tell what has generated this, what has generated that. What has gener it all snowballs and becomes one big thing. If you have a psychologist or a psychiatrist, all they are going to try and do is to try and compartmentalize your thought patterns and what is are you getting it? So that they, they try to sink, you, 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 you divide them, make them into single. Because if it's a single thought, it's a single issue, you can, once the issue is dealt with, you can put it aside. If you deal with this issue, you can put it up. But when it snowballs, a big thing, you don't know where to, where to start from, where to finish. I, I, am, I, am I making sense? Yeah. So your thought pattern is it's very important the way you think. Good, bad, indifferent is, is, is even indifferent thoughts ends up being bad. I don't know whether I'm making sense. See, never be a passenger in your own head. Oh, I don't know whether 
Never be a passenger in your own head. It's carrying you. I don't know whether I'm making sense to somebody. The way you are quiet, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, sometimes you can be there and then wrong thoughts, bad thoughts. You know, you know, like my husband is cheating on me. 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 And because you, you see, your your point of view determines your viewpoint, or your viewpoint determines your point of view. I don't know which one is which, but where you stand makes you see what you have to see. Are you with me? When you want to see that somebody is cheating on you, that is all you see. Everything goes to confirm what you are hoping it will be. Um, the way you are quiet, I don't know whether I'm... It's true, it's true. The mind is working. Are you getting it? And see, we just read Philippians that he was saying that don't be a passenger in your thinking. You choose. So don't allow thoughts to just be walking in the corridor of your mind. Like those people who always like to watch horror movies. And meanwhile, they are susceptible to fear and everything. It's foolishness. It is foolishness if you have that weak, weak mind to want to watch something that will uh, uh, make you start things, seeing things, hearing things, feeling things that are not there. Uh, you have lost the church. I think I've lost the church. You see, today I, I knew it was going to be like this. Last week we had enjoyment and fun. But today I'm talking about challenging your... Hello? Yeah. You decide. Listen, if you are susceptible to fear and things like that, don't watch horror movies. You control what you allow in your head. There are some, there are, there are some people you have to control out of your life. Because when they come, all they come with is negativity. All they come with is how life is never going to be good. By the time you finish talking to them, all you see, all you feel, all you hear is negative things. You'll be a fool to have that person as your closest friend. Because you're not going anywhere. I can tell you, if you follow that person, you commit suicide. And they will still be around. Spreading negativity around. You think that after you are dead, they will, you see them still there. Going to the next victim. Yeah. Have you not seen people who are always criticizing the church? They'll make you leave the church, but they haven't left. They are still there. Oh, you, you don't like my message. Oh, I say, you don't like my message. I can change it. No, 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 no. You see, uh, uh, somebody is going to say, we are talking about how to make, turn your faith loose. Why are we talking about this nitpicking things? Because we are dealing with the roots. We are dealing with things that are inside. That is what makes the tree become what it is. What makes you who you are. You see, I don't care how much anointing I have that I can lay my hands on you. If your mind is wrong, the blessing will never come. Yes. If your mind is wrong, healing will never come. 
It is not anointing. It is not, uh, what do you call it, uh, oil and fire and anything that will change anything. If your mind is not working well, your mind is not working well. And one of the things I have noticed in this country, in this town especially, you see, as a missionary, I've been to different places and I've been dealt with different groups of people. And I can tell you, especially in this land, one of the issues is the mind and the thinking. The mind doesn't work well in this place. You see, it doesn't matter when somebody is preaching powerfully. You know everything I'm saying is true. You agree it's true? I'm not taking it. That's because the mind is not working well. I refuse. Let's say, I will cast out demons. I will do everything. I will do everything. You see, the, the one thing that nobody can change, including God, is your will. And your will controls your mindset. Because you control what you think. What I'm trying to do today is to confront you to confront your mindset. Are you with me? Because I can't confront your, your thinking. I'm confronting you with how you think. And you go and do something about it. Uh, I don't know whether I'm doing a good job. I don't know. Yeah, because you see a lot of people who have been in church for years. They know the good things to do. They know the wrong things to do. They know everything, but yet they won't do the right thing. And they, they are, they are con- surprised that their lives are going nowhere. It's, it's the spirit of foolishness. Mind doesn't think well. And it's a certain, it's a stronghold. He said, you see, Satan is not afraid of people in this town going to church. Once I have your mind, you go to church and come. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Are you with me? <laughs> On your way home, I'll just drop one bombshell. And that will take care of you for the rest of the week. Until Sunday. <laughs> then I'll release you to go to church. Then I'll drop another one. Sometimes he just sends somebody to call you whose mind works the same as you. And that's your best friend. They say evil communication corrupts all. Hello? So you choose this day how you will think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right thinking or wrong thinking? Uh, 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 it's a decision. It's a decision that you need to think. You see, when you think, uh, they did an experiment in London. I don't know whether you, you, you saw it. They did an experiment in London. They took two best friends. Two best friends. They grew up in the same council estate. Two black boys. Two best friends. Grew up on the same council estate. They, they, they went to the same primary school. They went to the same secondary school. Did you see that? And then they took one boy and they, they gave that boy to uh, uh, no, a minister. Was it a minister, a cabinet minister, an MP, to adopt him? 
So the MP took that boy. And then he, he took him to Oxford, a private school for, for sixth form. And then they, he found an internship in the Westminster Parliament and everything for the boy. And uh, so the boy went a certain path. After a few years, 10, 14, 15 years, their best friend is in jail. This is recent. The best friend is in jail. And this one is, is working as an assistant to an MP, about to become an MP. Hello? So I'm talking about just thinking. Are you with me? Because your environment and everything, your friends and everything, they affect your thinking. That is why your friends, you see, at this age, your friends must not be a chance, a happenstance. Because I'm in the, on the same council estate, so we are friends. No. Because we are in the same church, we are friends. No. You see, your life is too special to have a, an accidental friend. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's like we live in the same area, so we are friends. No, we don't go that way. Uh, I, am, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I have very few friends. That's right. You, you get it? Because Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says that how can two walk together except they be in agreement? You see, so, so you must be going where I'm going in order to be my friend. If you are not going where I'm going, listen, I'll love you from afar. Uh, you're okay. I love your father. In fact, some of your best friends, it's a good thing to disassociate with the, uh, from them. Get to some place and then help them. Like this boy, he, he's now taking his friend. He's going to the jail every time to visit his friend. He's now started to take his friend to, to, to do GCSE again and try and get his, his life back together. Because this type of people, if you, friend, if you take him when you are, you see, it's very difficult to climb a tree with somebody on your back. Uh, you get it? You can't climb a tree when you have a dead weight on your back. You've got to drop the person. On the plane, they say that put your air mask on first before you try to help somebody. Some of us, we are trying to help somebody when we haven't put our own on. And that's how both of you are drowning. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have to leave it. Uh, I don't know. Listen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your level of spirituality. If your thinking is wrong, you won't go anywhere. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It's not 10 hours of prayer every day that would change anything. That's why Africa hasn't changed. Because Africa, we pray. We pray on the radio every night, this all night. Our problem is our thinking. Our thinking is off. It's not a prayer. Kaya, 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 kaya. In the morning, we are going to do corruption. Kaya, kaya, aturiye, akaya, aturiye, akaya, apalwa, akaya, apelia, akaya. 
Listen, listen. I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to become prosperous in life and to become spiritually prosperous. And it's a decision. Poverty is a decision. Wealth is a decision. And it stems from your decision to change your thinking. God can never change that thinking for you. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The spirit of foolishness is a spirit that we have to confront in this land. In Leeds, in Yorkshire. See here. I've been a pastor in London. I've been a pastor in Birmingham. I've been a pastor in uh, France. I've been a pastor in South Africa. I've never seen a spirit of foolishness like here. Yeah. It's called the spirit of belly hal. Have you seen that when, when Abigail went to speak to David, Abigail said to David, you know that my husband is a foolish man. As his name is Belial, so is he. That is the spirit of belly hell. Spirit of foolishness. Makes you take the wrong decisions. Make you, 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 you don't listen to advice. You don't listen to counsel. It's like full speed ahead to distraction. You know you are going to die. By full speed, you are going to die. It's a spirit in this land. And I tell you, we can pray. We can pour oil. It won't change. You have the power to change it. The hardest prison that anybody can come out of is a prison of the mind. Are you with me? If, if I release you from prison and your mind is still in prison, you won't move from here. Because in your mind, you live a room two by two. And you will stay there. The door can be open, but you are not leaving. Because your mind is in prison. Uh, the way you are quiet, I'm wondering. <laughs> so Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says that keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your mind with all diligence. The word heart is not the thing that is pumping blood. It's your core. Your thing that you think about. The thing that worries you. The thing that, you know, that, the thing that makes you who you are. He says that keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it, are the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 23. Proverbs 23, 7. Are you with me? For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, says he to you, but his heart is not with you. Amen. Are you okay so far? Mm. So, wrong thinking can be from sin. It, it brings, this is how wrong thinking from sin behaves. It brings us, it makes us ignore the truth, no matter how clearly it is presented to us. Number two, it makes us believe the lie because the lie is easier and palatable than the truth. How many know what I'm talking about? 
you can see that this thing is, is right or this thing is red, but then it's easier to believe it's, it's brown. It causes us to see things as cute as though through a foggy or malted glass. It gets things all turned twisted and perverted in our heads. Amen. So be careful how you think. Amen. I said be careful how you think. In, 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 in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says that casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into the captivity and obedience of Christ. So make sure that everything that is passing through your mind is brought under suggestion of the word of God. Hallelujah. If it cannot line itself with the word of God, reject it. I don't care who says it. Amen. Okay. I think I've dealt with thinking for a while now. You're okay with thinking. Can I move to believing? Believing. So we said thinking, right thinking, plus right believing, plus right confession equals activated faith. So right believing. How many know that the fact that you say you are thinking right doesn't mean you believe right? How many know that the majority of Christians, Church of God of Latter-day Saints, Charismatic, Pentecostal, tongue-talking believers, spirit-filled, shanda, aita, baita type of Christians, today don't believe the word of God. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Hello? You see, your belief is not as a result of your speech. Your belief is something that changes your action. So don't tell me you believe if your action is saying something contrary. I don't know whether you understand. What you do tells what you believe. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Am I okay? You know, I'll give you an example. You know, last, last week, uh, Brother Seth was telling us that she, he was in a class. And after the class, he had to run. Literally, Literally run through the park because the, the, there was traffic and, and she, he couldn't get to church. So he had to run across the park in the dark to get to church. To hear something. Are you with me? Because he believes in what? What is being said. And he believes that he needs to hear it. Because if he hears it, it will change something in his life. Are you getting? Somebody's at home watching TV and saying that there's no reason to be in church. Uh, Can you see what I'm saying? But they'll say, I believe. But their behavior tells something different. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, don't tell me what you believe. 
Let your actions say what you believe. See, that is why we, 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 we do the same corrupt moves as the world. Because we don't believe that this God can help us. If we don't help ourselves, God cannot help us. And then we say God help those who help themselves. Because that is really what we believe. Um, am I okay? You see, what you believe is what makes you do what you do. See, we believe that if we don't work, we will starve. If we don't work, we'll be homeless. That is why when we don't, we don't feel like it. That's when, we, when, we, when the weather is cold, there's snow or anything, we rush or we try to go to work. We may not like the work, but we believe that the work is the only source to our life, livelihood. So we have to go. Hello. Come, let's go back to Mark 11. Mark 11, 23. Talk about right believing. For verily, verily, surely I say to you, what are things... Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says, whatever he says. Hallelujah. He, you know, sometimes we say, but then we doubt. But you see, when you look at the scripture, it never talked about when you pray, what you have prayed. It never talked about it. It says that, and, and you would realize if you go earlier verses, when the reason why Jesus gave this teaching was that in the morning, he was walking and then he saw a fig tree. And he, he saw the leaves on the fig tree and so, and he was hungry. So he went by the fig tree. And when he went to the fig tree, there was no fruit. And then he said that no man ever will ever eat of the figs. And then left. Then the following day, when they came by the same place, one of the disciples noticed that the tree has started dying. You, you say that uh, most Almost every miracle Jesus did was a miracle that gave life, a miracle that blessed somebody. This is the only account of a miracle, if you like, that Jesus gave that went the other way, contrary. And this is what, you see, what he said was what led Jesus to teach this lesson, that Anything you say, if you believe and not doubt, it will happen. Which means that you can pray one thing, say contrary, and believe the contrary, and it will cancel that prayer. And that is what happens to us as Christians. 
In fact, we pray. But our confession sometimes the opposite of what we have prayed. You go for healing. And then as soon as you finish the healing, on even in the same church, then somebody says, hey, hey, so your leg is just hurting. Mm, this is my problem. <laughs> that thing alone, I don't care how much you roll from here to there when they pray the healing for you. That word alone you have said cancels every prayer. Because in your heart, see, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Ah, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So what you see, the unguarded comments, your unguarded thoughts, your unguarded speech, that is really who you are and that is really what you, what you believe. Ah, so I mean, I won't, it won't be well with me. Ah, so I mean, nothing will work well. Nobody likes me. That is really what your belief is. And that is really what is going to happen to you. Because you shall have whatever you say. Amen. The place is getting quiet. You know, I looked up the, the definition of belief. The definition of belief from the dictionary is accepting something, accepting that something is true, especially without proof. So a belief is accepting that something is true. So what do you accept to be true, even if there's no proof? That's really what you believe. Hello? <laughs> um, we need to focus on believing right. Believe what the Lord has said. Believe the truth of the word. That's why the Bible says that let the weak say, I am strong. And not just say it, but believe that you are strong. Believe that you are strong. Are you with me? Believe the truth of God's word. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. And faith is just something that you haven't seen. And yet you believe. And in the, in the, in the, in the realm of the spirit, in the Christian realm, our faith is our currency. Our belief is our currency. I don't see it, but I believe it. And I, I walk on that basis until I see it. Hallelujah. It sounds very foolish to the world because the world says that seeing is believing. If I don't see, it doesn't exist. Show me the money. Are you getting it? That's how the world operates. When we see it and it's real. If we don't see it, forget it. It's not real. Amen. But you see, what you believe is what you choose to believe. Like some people believe in a in ghost, and indeed ghost appears to them. Yeah, you go to the uh, the those uh, tarot cards and uh, uh, all those palm readers and all those uh, gazers and all that. If you have faith in them, you believe. They will call your grandfather, and your grandfather indeed will appear. Whether it's a grandfather or it's a spirit, whatever it is. It's a familiar spirit that appears. Yeah. Have you not realized that people, places where they don't believe in ghosts, ghosts don't appear. Mm -hmm. 
How many understand what I'm saying? Places that all those things look foolish and nobody believes it really doesn't work. That's how powerful belief is. You see, most, most countries in Africa, the cemetery is overgrown. In fact, there are snakes. They are, if you go to the cemetery, it's not a ghost that will kill you, a snake will kill you. <laughs> Very spooky place. Very, very, very eerie place. But here, it's a very nice, green, serene place. But people go and have picnics there. It's a nice place, summertime, to sit and have a, have a, 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 a sandwich or read a book. <laughs> there are some places when you are walking, they say, don't look. <laughs> and be on your toes as you, you traverse. <laughs> and they say, when you point at the cemetery by accident, you have to is it, bite your hands or something silly like that. Yeah. I said, listen, belief is very strong. It will bring the product. Are you with me? Because it brings what it brings. What you believe is strong. If you believe that you will die, you will die. Jesus. If you believe that you will live, you will live. And it's a choice. That is why we don't see miracles in the modern day church. Because we talk, but really we don't believe. If our minds don't Accept it in our hearts. We say we say it, but really we don't. Amen. Amen. But I'm praying, I'm challenging somebody that, listen, let us learn how to let our faith loose by believing in what we say we believe in. And walk, you see, faith work is real. I was challenging you that Never ever as a Christian, don't have a testimony. Never be a Christian who doesn't have a testimony. Amen. God hasn't done anything for you. God hasn't given you anything. You can't point to anything you never worked with your hands for. God didn't give you anything. That is, that is not a proper Christian. That's a faithless Christian. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. See, when we came to this place, we saw the building. We said, this is a building God has given us. We didn't have the money. No money. But we claimed it. And we prayed it. And we worked believing that we are having it. And if to, from, to, I mean, I can tell you, as to how we paid what we paid for the building, I don't know. If you gave me today to try and replicate the same way we did to get this building. I may not be able to do it. I may not even be able to explain it. Hallelujah. Amen. But that is, the just shall live by faith. We need to learn to exercise your faith. You need to point to something and listen, I exercise my faith to get this. I exercise my faith for my healing. I exercise my faith for my deliverance. I exercise my faith for something. I believed and I prayed and I, and I saw it happen practically. 
Amen. Confession is the next one. I'll talk about it next week. Confession. You see, confession is even more important than prayer. Confession. Let us watch what we allow to come out of our mouths. My cancer, my headache, my, my arthritis. My, if it is yours, keep it. How many have heard that somebody say that this is my sickness? As for me, this is my only sickness. If it is yours, <laughs> what do you want us to do? My healing, my peace, my joy, my blessing, my husband. My wife. Yeah. My wonderful children. Yeah. My distinction. You will get it. Amen. As for me, me and this, my head. Oh. <laughs> if I don't feel, then I'll be surprised. And that's why you're failing. How many know somebody who used to say that? You can't say, I'll fail, I'll fail, and pass. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure you something that is stronger than even prayer. Because, you see, you can pray, but your mouth will negate every prayer. Ah, so this is my husband, I don't love him. That is why I don't like you. That's why I don't love you. That is why I don't think this marriage will work. Listen, we'll pray. We'll pray. We'll anoint the marriage and everything. But your mouth is saying something. This marriage, if it works, I'll be surprised. Hello? Yeah. So what you say, what you think, what you believe, it releases... And activate faith. And when faith is activated, there is nothing that is impossible. All things are possible to them who believe. If you believe, it is possible. Can I get a brand new house? It is possible. Can I get a new job? Can I get my business? Can I be an employer that employs 100 people? It is possible. Can I have a brand new uh, 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 car that nobody has sat in? It is possible. With the rubber. Hallelujah. Whatever you say, if you believe it, it will happen. Can I get a distinction? But don't go and sleep. Rise to your feet. <laughs>